Welcome to our second annual Blue Christmas service. My name is Matt Farron, the worship pastor at Vineyard Church, and together with some of our staff, we'll lead you through our time together. We're so glad that you've tuned in. Wherever you are, however you're tuning in tonight, I believe that God has something special during our time together. Psalm 34, verse 18, says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, that he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And if your life has been anything like mine, this year has been full of heartbreak and crushing events. It's in moments like these when we can slow down and realize just how near God is, just how much his rescue is present in our lives. Because just survival mode and the requirements of daily life in the midst of a global pandemic didn't really give any of us any time to slow down and, and be present to what we have lost. We've lost so much this year. I think um, 2020, more than any other year, every one of us has experienced loss to some degree. We need space to lament, to be present to loss and pain, to look full-faced at our heartbreak, to bring it before God, to not brush it to the side or sweep it under the rug or white-knuckle our way through out of sheer determination, but to stop and to lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. And so that's what tonight is, a night that we can realize that he is near to us, that his rescue has come. And in the midst of pain, in the midst of loss, saying goodbye to loved ones and lost jobs, the devastation of the wildfires, everything that 2020 has thrown at us, we can cling to Jesus. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we gather tonight to make space for you to work in the midst of our darkness and difficulties. God, in this Christmas season, we recognize that you sent your son into this world, not as a conquering king, not with power and privilege, but you sent Jesus as a needy and poor and helpless baby. Jesus, you came into the darkness and into our difficulty, the difficulty of our broken and fallen world. You understand suffering. And Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to the depths of our pain. Hear our laments and our longings, our pain and our questions. God, we cry out to you tonight. You are the God who hears our cries. Help us to be present with our pain. And God, we welcome you into our grief. May you bring comfort and hope and healing in your way and in your time. 
Amen. Amen. So throughout the service tonight, we'll be lighting Advent candles with a special litany that we've prepared. And at the end of each candle's reading, there will be a prayer that you can join us in praying, and it'll appear at the bottom of the screen. And I just want to encourage you that each time we light a candle, that you join us in that last sentence of prayer. And so the first candle, we light this candle to remember those persons whom we have loved and lost. We pause to remember their name, their face, their voice. We remember our time together. We acknowledge that we miss them and that we wish they were here with us tonight. Lord, we are thankful that we had the chance to know and to love them. Would you pray with me? Lord, comfort us and heal our hearts. May your eternal love surround us.
candle we light is to ask for comfort in the face of pain this year. The pain of broken relationships, the pain of lost jobs and the security they bring, the pain of failing health in ourselves or in family members, the loss of joy and peace in our lives from the stresses which surround us. We acknowledge that we don't need to try to hide this pain from our God but to share it with him. Even though these pains have brought us sadness and darkness during this time of year, we know that we do not suffer alone. Pray with me, Lord, we yearn and pray for your peace and renewal. In times of joy, in times of peace, in times of sorrow, in times of grief, your still small voice can speak so clearly. When darkness comes and I'm afraid when I'm alone and lost my way still your voice speaks so clearly
name is Natalie, and I'm the community life pastor here at the Vineyard. I'm going to lead you through a time of Lectio Divina, which simply means sacred reading, a reading of scripture with the intent to hear God's heart and mind through the scriptures. Lectio Divina has been used in the church from its beginning. We even see it used in the Old Testament when the priest read the scriptures and the people listened and then responded as God led them. When practicing Lectio Divina, it is important to prepare our minds and our hearts. Please follow me as I guide us in preparing. First, sit back and relax. Find a comfortable position wherever you are in your homes and and close your eyes if you're okay with that. Now, notice your breathing and follow it. In and out. Breathing not only slows us down, but it opens our minds and our hearts to new ideas and ways of thinking. I'll read the scriptures from the book. I'm going to read from the book of Lamentations tonight. This book of the Old Testament tells the story of loss and suffering of God's people. We hear them lament. Lament means to express grief, sorrow, disappointment. We also hear them express hope. Hope means to anticipate with confidence. With each reading, there will be a question for you to reflect on, or maybe God will lead you in a different way as well. Lamentations 3, 19 and 20. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. What trouble, loss, hitting the bottom have you experienced this past year? Bring it to mind. I'm going to pause for reflection. Lamentations 3, 19 and 20. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. Spend a few minutes telling God about your trouble, your loss. What do you want him to know about your trouble or your loss?
Lamentations 3, 19 and 20. I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. Sit quietly and listen. What does God want you to know about your trouble or your loss? Now listen to Lamentations 3, verses 21 to 26, as it is read. But there's one thing, one other thing I remember and am remembering. I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created a new, they're created a new every morning. How great is your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope. Quietly hope for help from God. What stands out to you? What words or phrases seem meaningful to you? Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. But there's one other thing I remember, and remembering I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created anew every morning. How great is your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man who passionately waits, 
to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope, quietly hope for help from God. Have a conversation with God like you would talk to a friend. Tell him what you have noticed. Lamentations 3, 21 to 26. But there's one other thing I remember, and remembering, I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. God proves to be good to the man who passionately passionately waits, to the woman who diligently seeks. It's a good thing to quietly hope. Quietly hope for help from God. Is there something he wants you to know or do? Take a minute to thank him for any way he has met you through these scriptures just now. We light this third candle for those for those that we know are hurting but not here with us tonight. We acknowledge that God is with them in their pain, whether they realize it or not. We trust his word to never leave them and to never leave us. We know why hurting people would not want to be around anyone else. We also know that God works through others to reveal himself. Father, we ask you to be our guide. Take all that is lost in us, heal us, and use it to help others to see your light too. Join me. Lord, help us to believe in the midst of our darkness and doubt. May our lives bring comfort and encouragement to others.
Good evening. Uh, my name is Bristow. I'm one of the pastors here, and I just want to welcome you to uh, Blue Christmas. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the best Christmas uh, best church services, uh, in my opinion, uh, all year. And uh, um, Blue Christmas is a lot of great things, but 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 one thing that Blue Christmas really is is an opportunity to be vulnerable, vulnerable to to God, uh, maybe vulnerable to others, uh, vulnerable with yourself, you know, kind of getting honest about where you're really at uh, this Christmas season. Uh, You know, the year 2020, it's really kind of forced us, hasn't it, uh, to be vulnerable. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of made us vulnerable in a way. Um, I remember one uh, uh, Sunday service uh, about a month ago, I guess, uh, I, was, I was greeting people at the door like I usually do, and, uh, and the sky was dark and foreboding because of all the wildfires, Right, and people would, would they were coming in and parking in the parking lot, and they're kind of like walking through that dark and foreboding and a little bit orangish sky coming in to worship God, and it was it was like uh, there there was stuff swirling in the air as they came in, and and it was really the case, you know, you, you had COVID spiking and you had mental health plummeting, right, which is which is true, you know, the, the social cohesion in America was kind of fraying as we were coming towards the elections, right, and, and the economy is hemorrhaging, and it was remarkable how, as people came through the door, they'd say, they'd say the same thing, they'd say, um, it's apocalyptic out there, you know, uh, it's, it, it was making us all feel vulnerable, that was really what was happening. It's true, right? We, our jobs were vulnerable. Our, our physical health was vulnerable because of COVID. Our mental health was vulnerable. You know, our, our country felt vulnerable, and we ourselves um, were, were vulnerable. Um, and I, I don't want to overstate this uh, uh, or be overly dramatic, but but as, as if the vulnerability was tied to a kind of a violence in our in our culture. I I, I don't know. Um, uh, but I think I think if we're honest, um, we are all right now. You know, dur- now during this church service experiencing a kind of vulnerability. We're feeling vulnerable. And, and you know, we, we want to we fight it, don't we? I mean, we kind of want to power up and, and take control of the situation, you know, and, 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 and fight it. But you know what? Jesus never did that. He never did. In fact, Jesus modeled vulnerability. Jesus, he, he taught us how to be vulnerable. Um, vulnerability is at the very heart of the incarnation. Jesus becoming vulnerable as he emptied himself. 
by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. I think that the most gripping thing about the Christmas story is God's willingness to expose himself to this total vulnerability. And it was really a vulnerability that, that uh, was tied to the, the, the violence in his own culture. And I think, I think we have that same uh, uh, violence in our culture a, a, as well. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny, you know, when the Christmas story, the, the birth of Jesus is told, it's always told in, in kind of uh, light pastel colors, you know, and you kind of got, you know, gentle worship music in the background. It's like, it's like when we're retelling the story, it's always about the peace of that warm Bethlehem night, you know. You've got, you've got the shepherds tending their flock by night, right? And you've got the shining star pointing the way, and you've got the joyful angels, and, you know, you've got the You've got the beautiful child and the holy mother and the courageous father and, and the humble, you know, cattle out there somewhere grazing. You know, that's always the way you said it. But, but the fact is, it, it was, it was a, a, a fierce and violent world into which Jesus was born. It was a vulnerable thing that Jesus did in, in coming to this earth. And, and you know the story, right? You know, you had the maniacally paranoid King Herod the Great who, who knew he wasn't uh, uh, the, 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 the true king. And, uh, and, and you know the story, right? He tried to trick the wise men in, in, into um, leading him to Jesus, but... But uh, he was unable to locate the true king of the Jews. Um, and, and, uh, and so he became more violent than he already was. And the people became vulnerable themselves. And King Herod ordered the slaughter of every boy two years of age or younger in Bethlehem that night. But, but Herod again failed to kill the Messiah. Uh, the, the angel of the Lord appeared to brave Joseph in a dream, saying, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. The one who came to save us and to rescue us has now become immediately vulnerable uh, to the violence uh, uh, that, that's repulsive even to think about. And yet that was the world that, that, that Jesus risked uh, coming. So Jesus remained vulnerable his whole life, even surrendering to uh, uh, 
the vulnerability of his calling and, and the violence of the cross so that he could save you and me, rescue you and me. Jesus modeled vulnerability. And Jesus deeply understands our, our vulnerability. And, and, and the psalmist, capt- psalmist captures it so well in this psalm. He says, you've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered in your ledger. Each ache written in your book. Another more uh, literal translation is, you have put my tears in your bottle. He knows you. He knows your vulnerability. And, and uh, he's lifted. And, 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 and he says this. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Indeed, I will heal you. That's what he says to you. And you know what? That's blue Christmas. The blue part, the sad part, the melancholy part is that many of us have lost loved ones this year. And all of us have experienced pain, pain uh, of our failing health, pain of broken relationships, the, the, the pain of uh, our friends hurting and there's nothing we can do. The pain of our hurting families and there's not much we can do about it. That's the blue part. That's the melancholy part. But you know what? It's also about the Christmas part, which is he's come for you. That he's here for you. That he's heard your prayers. That he's seen your tears. And that he's come to heal you. That's the Christmas part. He's here for you. And, 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 and that is our hope. And that is our promise, is his promise to us. And, and so this fourth candle is a symbol of, of hope and his promise to us. And so, and so we're going to light it. And... Uh, uh, Think about our hope. Think about his promise, which is, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So let's respond together um, as, as we recite this, we ask all of this 
in the name of Jesus Christ, whose life is our light. So let's, let's have some ministry time. You know what? Some of you really need to get prayer. So, so I'd encourage you to click the request prayer button and, and our church staff is there to pray with you and support you. And the rest of us, let's, let's give ourselves in worship during this next song. And then I'll be back up with a benediction.
benediction this evening is an awesome prayer by St. Teresa of Avila in the 15th century. And I'm just going to pray it over us. So let's kind of come underneath this prayer and receive it. It's a great prayer. So you might want to hold your hands out and just receive this, this benediction. May today there be peace within you. May you trust God that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born in faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Blue Christmas. We're so, so glad that you could worship with us. Um, and so, blessings on your head this Christmas season. And, and uh, we'll see you Sunday. God bless.